Okay, let us begin then with a real intro <clears throat> after water. Okay, <clears throat> welcome to D and D the dinner party role playing podcast. I'm your host, 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 host. I'm your host and dungeon master, James Gressel. With me today are fun people, Beth and Mike. Say hi, fun people. Hello. Hi. You guys are in your home. Yeah, we are. We're doing a remote recording remote recording this week james monopolized the weekend with his birthday yeah that's selfish we, that's, man. that's not true he we had a he had a party one day and then we're old now and couldn't, <laughs> couldn't, <laughs> my brain couldn't function well enough <laughs> to nope. do this show the next day so uh so we are remote we're recording weeknight energy so we'll see how that works hi tuck weeknight energy yep why are you doing that do you what, what do you do you need your food that's in a Snuffle mat? Here you go. You can have whatever you want right now because I need you to be quiet. <sighs> One time I was recording a podcast with a dog in the room and he decided that he was going to tear up my carpet and I couldn't do anything about it because I was trying to be, it was live and I was trying to be professional and then he got a taste for carpet and I had to train him out of it for the next four weeks and it sucked. Do you think it was the glue? No, he's just, it was just fun. He likes to pull on It's things. just fun to rip something up and then yeah. be able to pull it apart. Well, that is fun. That's kind of like what I do with the story on this show. <laughs> you do. You rip it up and then you- That's what you guys it. do to my story, ah. really, is it's the more accurate way of putting it. <laughs> we are. We are remote. Um, and because we are remote, I still wanted to, uh, in a way, feed you guys. So uh, you got delivery on the company dime. Yeah. He gave um, us a stipend. Yeah. I guess it's so. awesome. I, do I have to return the rest of it? <laughs> no. Because like we got we I, got ramen noodles and we're keeping the rest of the money. You can't do anything about it. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the that's a peek into uh what Erica and I spent on delivery. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Too much <sighs> is what it is. We actually have delivery fees. We and haven't ordered because stuff. of that. Delivery fees and yeah. all that stuff. We Yeah. So it was cool to be able to to order in because it's been a while since we've done that. Yeah. Yeah, well, cool. Well, and and uh, a, a new place by your new place? No, no. I assume? absolutely not. No, it was an oh, old one staple. Of your faves? One of our favorite Great. Vietnamese places. <laughs> Got myself better. some chick, some some spicy, sweet, hot wings. Oh, so good. Lovely. I'm very envious of your uh, spicy wings. I had leftover hot dogs from the from James's party. <laughs> they weren't they weren't like leftover from Saturday. They were cooked. He made them today. Yeah, nonetheless. I overbought. Now this is the bed I'm sleeping in. <laughs> the bed. Ah! It's just hot dogs too. When I imagine you're eating them, it's just it's just fingers of meat on a plate. I did. Well, there are many many buns as well, but no sides. No, mm -hmm. no sides. Just dry. Hot dogs. Just taking them down dry. That's like the competitive eater that you are. Oh my god! The, yeah, like like dipping them in the water like those guys oh. do. Yeah, I heard putting peanut <laughs> butter on hot dogs is good. What are you talking about? I would eat that. Yeah, I, I would try what? it. I didn't. I haven't tried it, but oh, that's no, that's no, what we could. should tell everybody about. Mike has a huge <laughs> announcement. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, for years of my life, I was allergic to peanuts, and it turns out that I've grown out of it. So now I can have peanuts. Yay. Reese's. Yay, he's... I've been eating Reese's almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> Just Only... after Easter too, which is unfortunate because the Reese's egg is uh, pretty good. I know. Now I get to tier. look forward to next year for that. Next Easter, yeah. Only 20% of the population who's allergic to peanuts will ever grow out of it. And Mike counts himself among the few. Yes. Well, My child. I am very grateful and excited for you. Because now I can cook with peanuts yes. <laughs> when I cook for you. And it'll be so delicious. <laughs> I love peanuts. I love, uh, yeah, peanut sauces and peanut butter. And, Me too. Yeah, peanut I oil. haven't bought peanut flavored treats for the dog in consideration of my husband. And now it's fine. Do the dogs like the peanuts? Love peanut butter, yeah. Then great. Then everybody wins. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> This exciting new uh, medical news. So yes, it's a it's a it's a good it's good. We're making the best of our food situations right now. 
Okay, yes. Yeah, so we are remote. Um, uh, in in the spirit of being remote, I also want to bring uh, attention to what we used to do when we were remote, um, which is the food-based charity thing, and just talk real quick about how awesome World Central Kitchen is. Um, I just donate to them personally on a monthly basis because I think they do cool shit. So check them out, World Central Kitchen. Um, we've talked about them before a lot. We did a t-shirt giveaway a little bit ago on Twitter talking about the cool shit that they're doing in Ukraine. They're amazing. World Central Kitchen. Check it out. We're going to get into the story, back into the prequel. We are nearing kind of the 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 conclusion of this story, this little pre, this prequel tale. This Ooh. isn't the end. This isn't the finale today by any means. No, you'd let everybody know. Yes. Yeah. You will know when we are getting to the actual end. But we are approaching. Uh, the- we have definitely uh, crossed the, the midway point by far. Um, so we're at the pre-end? We're, we're at the pre-end. <laughs> yeah, oh my, yes. It's <laughs> pre-end D&D. Um, and uh, stupid weeknight. Um, and, uh, but yeah, but that also means the season five is coming soon. We have a date on the calendar to record it. Yeah. Which is pretty bananas and exciting. Um, so we will be back to uh, the, the main story. Um, sooner than later, and when there's a release date for that, you will be the first to know. You, Beth, and Mike. Yeah, good. <laughs> Thank you. And then you, the <laughs> listeners, will be the next people to know. Yes. After James and Chelsea and my wife. So, we're going to continue with the prequel story here with uh, Nils and Katheria. Uh, when last we left you off, uh, you were in uh, somewhat dire straits in the in this belly of the beast kind of situation uh in this strange otherworldly hidden room uh where there was secret doors that needed magic switches to be pressed and in order to do that navia was forced to take a calculated risk that um blew up in nil's face literally literally yep in order to um, activate the twin switches inside of the moon room that you guys found, uh, for that's what we've been calling it, is the moon room, but this otherworldly um, kind of pocket dimension. Sorry, James, James, something just happened. James is playing Breath of the Wild. I'm going to try not to react to that. Um, <laughs> on the other side of the house. On the other side they, of the house. Are they in their bedroom or are they down in the living room? They're down in the living room. And so you can hear him from the living room? Uh, evidently, something dramatic happened. We're probably Chelsea's probably going to ping the group chat here. He's a, a loud boy. Um, he is a loud boy. I sometimes I can hear Sea of Thieves, but not <laughs> not often. Not often. That's in the office. That, he has to really get excited for that. Yeah, we do get really excited. Yeah. This pocket dimension, um, this secret hidden moon room um, underneath uh, the temple, uh, led you to a hidden passageway into uh, the castle Orothos. The um, evil land that um you've tracked as the headquarters of this cult that has uh presumably kidnapped the dinner guests of the wizard Plinthorin Belamore who has promised to send you home in exchange for finding his guests that is the plot did he promise us any magical abilities i can't remember like is he gonna make us magical um, Maybe I always oh, that was kind of implied a little bit. Yeah, okay, there, there was there was some Navia had asked about some kind of like secrets and shit, you know, because that was one of her original uh, motives for coming to the Feywild in the first first place. Yeah, <laughs> in the first place um, was that she was after you know hidden knowledge and and power, um, and it has come to. Uh, kind of bite her in the ass a little bit in that uh, she's very her wild magic is very sensitive in this place, which resulted in Nils getting um, blown up after he absorbed the hit for Cthulhu, mm. who absorbed the hit from Navia. It was a a nice little chain of caring. Oh, a care chain that uh, that happened there at the end. A nice little care chain. So uh, that is where we left you guys off. We're going to pick up. Pretty much in that moment where you are on this landing in this moon room, uh, the door, the secret door that you have opened before you, the water has splashed to the ground and no longer suspended in anti-gravity. Uh, the little pedestals with the switches fall harmlessly uh, and bounce across the opal floor. 
Uh, the door that has opened some snow cascades in from uh, just softly drifts as you look out over the frozen expanse of the courtyard of Castle Orlthos. Uh, there is a great deal of that pink ice um, covering most of the stone ramparts. There's very little vegetation. Uh, you know, you see this this pale blue snow more than anything else, except, of course, for the corrupted vines and roots, uh, which snake over these walls like ivy over an old church. Uh, but right now, uh, you are collecting yourselves after this magic surge. Um, Katheria, uh, you felt what it is to surge for the first time when you What's absorbed. What's it feel like? It was a, it was a pressure. It was like a, um, uh, have you had a migraine? I have not personally. Oh, they are, they are horrible. They're, they're not fun. No. Uh, at all. Um, and I, I occasionally get migraines. I don't have like super chronic migraines, but I occasionally get migraines. And that's what I think of when I think of the negative sides of, uh, of a wild magic surge. Um, you're, I get very sensitive to light and sound, uh, and movement, everything, everything kind of hurts any kind of like sensory interaction. You just want to be shut off and closed off to the world. Yeah, like I want to be in like a sensory deprivation tank when I have a migraine and I feel like that's what a wild magic surge is like in a small like condensed form and then it bursts. Um and that is what and that all that pressure releases in the surge uh and that's what happened except what was going to be uh a kind of immolation was instead absorbed by uh, Nils. So Nils took a pretty massive hit there at the end. Yes. Um, I'm down to 33 and, HP when I have 83. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> that's a, th- yeah, that's, that that's almost two, that's almost two thirds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a pretty big, uh, pretty big chunk down. But you are presented with this forward momentum. Um, this has been kind of what you've been at for the last couple weeks of your journey. You had the cave where all of that was, we just got to keep moving forward. And then once you met Castian, there was this new kind of focus, um, and a keep moving forward attitude. Uh, now you have this door into the castle, seemingly your goal. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to need a moment. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, oh, oh, ah. Uh. Uh, Nils, Kateria, what was that? What, it, it, Navia, all of you, all of you kind of exploded. What, are you okay? I th- think I'm okay. Nils, are you, and I, I think she's like touching, turned, turned around in his, in his arms. <laughs> <laughs> touching on his chest to like check for, I don't know, damage. Uh, uh, I I think you'd be kind of tender and like bruised. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, it feels like everything hurts. I can't feel my left arm. Cat's just trying to get her bearings. A lot just happened all at once. Um, he's okay. She's gonna look to to Navia and see what's up with Navia. Uh, when you look over to Navia, she's kind of, you know, holding her her knees. Um. She's got her back turned to you. She's all wet from the splash. Uh, you know, she's obviously reverted back to her her uh, elven form. Um, you can't see her face. Or her hair is just kind of hanging there. And she's... But you you know that she's ashamed. You know her well enough to know that, that she's upset at herself over what just happened. Mm-hmm. She stands you know her shoulders are kind of slumped and she walks uh a few steps over and there's like squishing noises in all the water and then she picks up the the short sword that she took from one of the ghouls earlier uh the weapon that she needs to use now uh and she says let's make sure that this was worth it we we need to get home Cat is grateful that she's okay, 
super mad at her at the same time, but diplomatic enough to know that this is not the time to get into it. (laughs) And so she says, okay. And she stands up and she offers an arm out to Nils to lift him up. Oh, thanks. Glares daggers at Majumbo, who has done nothing. (laughs) I I told you I can't swim. It's not my fault. It was a water trap. (sighs) If we, a sand one, I'll be great. Well, no, because of suffocation. It's very similar to drowning. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Sand is awful to die in. I wouldn't know, but I'm just assuming. Casting. And she puts puts her finger up to Nils' mouth. Castian, lead the way. Uh, And he does. Um, Castian leads you through the door. He kind of removes himself from the drama. He doesn't want to get involved in your shit. You know, he he doesn't comment on what just happened. He needed more bodies in order to hit the two switches, and he got what he needed, and that is to open this door. So he leads you through it. Um, And you come out uh, at the corner of... uh, what looks to be an inner wall of this castle. Uh, you're on top of uh, some ramparts at uh, a little tower where two walls come together. Uh, you're, you're above this courtyard looking down. Uh, if you were to look behind you, once you cross through the threshold, the door closes and it appears that you came through what is more portal than doorway. Uh, you have been, for all intents and purposes, transported to the top of this wall. Uh, the snow is very, very heavy here, much more so than it, it was uh, in the hillside when you came out of the tunnels. Uh, and you look uh, for that kind of swirling storm that you saw from the distance, and you find it uh, not far away uh, in what uh, looks to be the center uh, of this uh, this castle uh, system or the center of this the cluster of the buildings here in this castle is this swirling storm uh, there's thick thick snow uh, that is preventing you from uh, seeing uh, precisely what uh, is hidden beyond this this blanket of snowfall but there's a clash of purple lightning uh, and you catch what appears to be roll perception. Okay. Four plus six is ten. Thirteen. Uh, there's a massive shape of some kind. You can't really uh, tell uh, immediately what it is, but there's a huge shadow uh, that you catch a glimpse of when there's this lightning crash. Uh, and it's something enormous uh, and very angular. It's it, it's a It's a shape that defies logic is it it's uh, not a beast is it you're unclear uh Uh, there there's it's not a it's not any shape that's immediately recognizable to you as any beast that you know as nils Mm -hmm. um but you are also with that kind of in your head you're like well it might it, it could be a beast there's a lot of things that are beasts beasts are shaped all different kinds of ways especially if you look beyond the like categorical definition of beast and more in the uh like uh poetic sense of the word um so maybe <laughs> but it's something big and there's a huge storm around it uh and um Castian pulls his cloak kind of over uh over his face as uh the wind howls against you blowing some snow in your direction uh, there's a, there's a pretty significant snow cover in the courtyard, so much so that you feel, uh, you know, there's like a drift up against the wall that's almost, uh, of a height with this wall itself. It's maybe dusk. It's hard to tell what time of day it is. It's rather, uh, it's dark, but there's light, uh, kind of reflecting off of this pink ice and, and the lightning from within the storm, or the, the center of the storm itself. And, uh, you see... Uh, there's some movement uh, below. Um, uh, it looks like um, you can see kind of further into some hallways. Like uh, I, this is the image that's coming to mind for me. Like you know how there's those like covered stone hallways at Hogwarts. That's what you're looking at, kind of. And there's some movement uh, in there. Uh, there's also 
uh, some movement opposite you on along this wall. Uh, I have, I have a, what do you do? I have a question. Yes. Is my um, my Warhammer? It is. Yes. It has radiant damage, right? Yes, it does. Is, is if I were to unsheath or like hold it in my hands, is it radiating like a heat, or is it just no? It's not okay. Yes, it's not. It, it does not. Not without further magics. Does it, it doesn't naturally radiate a heat. Got it. Okay. I just. Want to... I, I can't think of any justifiable story reason for that to for that to happen. Yeah. No, I was just wondering if it like what defines radiant is it is it yeah it's it's essentially it's like divine damage yeah basically okay it's a damage type like you know so it's not a radiator yes right (laughs) which is what i was hoping if if there was anything that jumped to mind of like an explanation for why his hammer could have had that ability i would have allowed for it but nothing (laughs) brings to mind it's fine the warmth of his heart um (laughs) Uh, sorry, Gressel, I'm having a hard time visualizing this, and I think it's a me thing, not a you thing. So we're in the courtyard of a castle. You're there... at the top of the wall looking down into a courtyard, yep. Okay. There's a storm in the middle of the courtyard. Yes, like oh, it... like you're at the far end of it. So you can't you're you can't see like the other side. So like you're you're in the end zone of one side of a football field. Okay. And there are tunnels. Well, there's like walkways that go into like castle buildings that you can see down into. So like you can see you're on the second floor. You can see down into the first floor. What's on the second floor? The top of the wall. Yeah. Uh, There's some movement opposite, like on the other side across from the courtyard. But it's just a big kind of rectangle. Yeah. Right now you're yeah. Like you're at the corner of a big rectangle. And outside it is an even bigger rectangle that's like the castle walls, like the outer walls. So you're inside the castle, but you're still on top of some walls. We're not really the leaders in this group. Like, Castian's the one who knows what's going on. We're sort of his hired help in this situation. We're his new friends. So I don't think Kat's going to be the one leading the charge. All right. And also she rolled a 10 perception, so (laughs) I don't... (laughs) Not a go. lot of information. Okay, <laughs> yeah. We know we know that the tornado is the goal, though, right? Like that is a yeah. checkpoint that we need. That seems to be yes. Like there's something in there that is very serious, um, and uh, that seems to be yeah, probably the uh, end destination. That your your adventure instinct would be that that's probably where you right. need to head. Yes. Okay. Well. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I am. I need to cure my wounds here because I'm I'm hurt before we go anywhere. I see this tornado and I or not tornado but the storm and I don't want to go near it until I'm healed. This so. is something that I can at least do for you. I I do feel guilty about the whole not being able to swim thing. So I will cure your wounds, my friend. Yes. Uh and he starts to play he he's going to use a third level spell slot. And cure you for oh those rolls aren't great eleven, ah <laughs> uh, thanks buddy but it's still eleven. Uh, he plays a little uh, song on his flute, and as he does, as he brings his flute up to his lips, and the first notes start to um, escape the little tube. Uh, Castian like reaches forward and he's like, no, quiet. There's a shriek from the opposite side uh, of the walls, um, and some winged creatures fly your way. Quickly! Ooh, I attack it. I attack it. <laughs> oh, well, let's roll for initiative oh, and find out when in the order you attack it. Well, did I get healed for eleven or just two? Because one you do get healed for eleven. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Dude. Dude. Oh, I guess I got an eighth of that. <laughs> That's why it was so low. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey everybody, Russell here with a few quick announcements, and then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the prequel series. We are nearing the end, as I said at the top of this episode. Uh, we're getting close to the conclusion of this uh, prequel. And we will be back to season five very soon, sometime this summer, early this summer, middle of the summer, however you define the summer, it is coming. 
season five with the main cast. James and Chelsea will be back. Marjorie, Fletch, Zabis, and Flack will all be back to continue their quest to, um, I guess, save the world. Uh, that's, that's kind of the stakes that we're at at this point. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back to that coming up soon. So stay tuned. Plenty of time to uh, go back, re-listen to old episodes. If you want to uh, refresh yourself before uh, the new one starts, we're not um, we're not quite there yet, but we do have a date on the calendar to record it. Uh, and then it will be released after that. So... Stay tuned for season five and the conclusion, the thrilling conclusion of uh, our little prequel tale. I hope you are enjoying it so far. I know that me and Mike and Beth are. Check our Patreon, patreon.com slash dndpod. Uh, we've got uh, the margarine t-shirt went out uh, last month and uh, we'll have some uh, new ones uh, in a couple months here. The next next round will come out, next t-shirt will come out. Uh, and the merch follows in in succession after the after the t-shirt uh, and some recipes uh, will drop all the all the the prequel recipes uh, will drop um, uh, when we're done here with this so in the coming weeks uh, there will be some recipe cards as well for the patrons who subscribe at that level so check that out patreon.com slash dndpod that's the best way to support the show if you want to support the show I think that's it for me. We're just going to do a couple ads and then we'll get back to it. So thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Okay, it's Navia, Castian, the Monsters, Majumbo, Nils, and then Cathiria. Forgot your name. Okay. Rude. <laughs> but, but I'm your favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> all my creations equally that's not true um uh it is navia's first turn first before uh as these uh these monsters shriek towards you or they shriek and then they they fly towards you with great speed and as they approach you see that they're uh they're large insects with uh with like small goblinoid uh uh uh, beings like riding them they Uh have like very crude saddles it's like they're these enormous beetles with with uh imposing uh, pincher mandibles um, and, and these uh, furiously beating wings that vibrate with a horrible sound that hisses as it, as it gets closer to you. You don't know if the shriek came from the beetles or came from the goblinoids, but something shrieked and now they're descending towards you and, and Kytheria, you had that instinct to jump up and attack but before you can, it is Navia who leaps forward uh, with her short sword uh, sh- short sword brandished before her with a kind of martial ability that you didn't know that she possessed. Uh, she catches one uh, in mid and crits. Oh, wow. wow! Catches one in mid air and brings her sword right into its forehead, dragging it down uh, into the snow below, where there's a poof of this pale blue powder, uh, and both, and all three creatures uh, disappear beneath. Uh, it is now Castian's turn. Uh, Castian uh, is going to use a, uh, a hand crossbow that he brings up uh, like a pistol from uh, the side of his, uh, his belt from his hip. Uh, and he's going to fire off a round uh, at one of the, uh, one of the bugs. Uh, it hits uh, and he's going to do some damage. It's a pretty decent hit. Uh, he catches one of the one of the big eyes of uh, the next nearest beetle. There are three of them. Ah. Um, so one was um, knocked out of the ground, uh, and then another was just blasted uh, in one of its giant bug eyes, uh, causing it to dip uh, off to one side and throwing it off course a little bit as it uh, as it flies. The last one continues to uh, fly towards you. Uh, Kytheria, and it is going to try to snip at you. It's going to hit. How one ways to say that? I got it, armor. Yep, and it beat it, but 
you have to make an athletics or acrobatics roll to avoid being pinched in oh. these pinchers. I'm going to do an acrobatics roll. Seven plus two is a nine going to do Nine's it? Nine's not going to do it. You're held. Uh, and now uh, the little imp that is riding this bug is going to st- uh, stand up. Uh, and it has like a needle, like all, like it's a very small. So it's a, it's a, to, for it, it's a rapier, but it's about ice pick size, and it's going to try to stab you with Jesus. it. Jesus, uh, that's too tall to call. We're gonna roll that on the table, uh, but it's gonna miss. You kind of just twist your head out of the way <laughs> <laughs> very quickly, and and this blade whizzes past you. Uh, the other one. Uh, is going to go after uh, Nils. It's going to get you as well. Roll an uh, athletics or acrobatics roll to avoid being pinched. Athletics. Eight. <laughs> Not going to do it. You're also... Uh, the same thing happens to you. This one also misses. You you, you kind of mimic exactly what Katheria did Aww. moments before, uh, avoiding the ice pick stab, but you guys are, be- are held uh, by these... Uh, by these flying bug uh, uh, monsters. Uh, it's Majumbo's turn. Uh, he's going to rush over to you, Nils, and he's going to try to free you from the, the clenches of this bug. Uh, and he he, he kind of takes a second, and he's, like, looking around at the bug while the little imp guy is, like, poking at you, and you're kind of dodging out of the way. <laughs> uh, and he's, he's like, hmm, I, this is somewhat similar to creatures that we, that we have... Uh, uh, in, in the uh, in the in the wastes outside of Plasnamsrid, I think if I kind of uh, yes, here's the spot, and he stabs it in the kind of underbelly, in between a couple of its plates, uh, its its carapace plates, uh, and there's a squish, and then a spray of goo, oh. uh, and you are released uh, as the the mandibles uh, fall off, oh. um, Thank you. and it kind of flies around wildly. Uh, the imp. Uh, can't hang on and falls into the snow below. Uh, Nils, it's now your turn. Uh, can I see any of the other... Is yeah, there there's the imp? one that's still grabbing on to Katheria. Okay. Uh, and then there, there's the the one that uh, Majumbo just stabbed is kind of flying around um, uh, in agony, I suppose. And there's not another one flying around? No, uh, Navia smashed that one right away down into the snow and it disappeared um, in the powder below. Okay. I'm gonna along with her. Along with her, yes, correct. Oh, she's disappeared. Currently, oh. in the last twenty uh, uh, something seconds, oh, or however yikes. long it's been, yes. Okay, um, I'm going to walk over to the imp that is holding on to Katheria and just with one arm, just pull him off. Okay. All right. Roll. Uh, roll athletic. Okay. Eleven. Uh, well, you did beat his roll, so you will. Gr- that'll be a, gra- a successful grapple on him, okay. so you can yank him off his mouth. Yank him off, and then I want to throw him at the other imp. How big is this <laughs> okay. thing? What is an imp like two feet tall? Does yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, or less, maybe. But Foot this bug's half, mandibles are large enough to wrap all the way oh, around. It's a very, Neil's it's a very big bug. Wow. The bug is very big. The imp is very small. Yeah, so I want to chuck him at the other imp. Okay, uh, I guess make a a, a, a ranged attack roll. Uh, uh, this is with no modifiers. Range just attack. A 20, 20 plus your dex. I'm gonna use my inspiration because I rolled a nine or eleven. Okay, nineteen. All right, yeah, okay, good, yeah, you got him. You, <laughs> you throw, you smack him into the, and then the uh, the collision knocks them both into the snow. <laughs> Cat sees this and just looks at Nils and says, "My hero." Ah, you're welcome. <laughs> While you're still pinched by them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she's still like pinched. Such a weird thing to do. <laughs> yeah, the bug is still pinched, but she's not being stabbed at. Oh. So you did successfully save her from being stabbed at. Okay, but can I use? Um, did, did I use both my attacks? No, I guess technically you do still have another one. Yeah. I will use command the spell first level. Okay. Is it a charisma save or a wisdom save? It's a wisdom, wisdom save. save. Yep. The bug, not particularly wise, rolled a one. Oh, wisdom. Ooh. It's gonna fail. All right. It'll do so whatever what, you tell it. Whatever you tell the bug to do. A one word command. One word command? Yeah, you can't tell it to die. I think that's sure. a rule. <laughs> I mean, it rolled a one. You might be able to tell it to die. <laughs> um, I will yell, release! And it does. And then it just kind of hovers there. 
It is uh, Kathiri's turn. That's more like it. And she's going to activate her starry form, and she's going to use Guiding Bolt at first level to attack this bug. Okay. Ooh, 25 to hit. Yes, I will certainly do it. Great. 19 total damage, plus my starry form. Uh, And so this means as a bonus action... On your subsequent turns. Oh, okay. So I can't. So next one. But you won't need it because your guiding bolt just like laser beams through this bug, splitting it clean in half. There's a gooey kind of squish, and there's a squishing and a cracking as the carapace splits, and the and the goo within is burned by the guiding bolt, and then the bug just kind of splits in half. One mandible going to one side, the other going to the other. Uh, and it falls uh, in two halves, dead uh, to the ground. Uh, kind great. of bounces off the uh, the edge of the wall, and then uh, tumbles into the snow, and then rolls across the uh, the, the snow drift that is built up uh, along the wall, uh, and settles in the snow uh, below. And for her bonus action, she's going to turn to Nils, tell him thank you. And then jump into the powder snow after Navia. Oh, okay. The snow is very... This much snow, when you jump into it, is very cold. Um, It is um, like a very fine powder um, that catches you as you fall into it. We're all wet, too. You are all wet, so it it feels extra cold and kind of sticks to you. You're covered now in snow, in this very fine snow that then becomes more like packing snow when it mixes with the water that was in your clothes. It's very hard to move uh, in this, but you're not in, you're not enveloped like being caught in an avalanche or anything. You're, you, you sink beneath it, and it is incredibly difficult to move, but you're able to, you know, keep air flow and stuff, even though it's extremely huh. difficult. Can I... Do I know where Navia is in relation to me? Uh, you kind of have uh, shapes and shadows. You have a rough idea of where she she uh, landed. She got a like huge jump, like a like warrior's leap to uh, kill this bug. Mm. Um, so she's a little bit further out than you are. So you have a kind of vague idea of forward, but as far as um, your spatial relations, you know up and down. Um, you didn't tumble. Uh, but you kind of just have shapes and shadows, light uh, above, dark below, and somewhere in between to varying degrees uh, in front and behind you. That might have been a stupid thing to do, but my turn is over. Well, you're you're more you're you're kind of out of out of this combat. Essentially, there were three of these bug creatures. They've been defeated, um, as best you can tell. So in this moment, I'll, we're 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 out of turns. Um, you're you're in free action mode, and you have uh, jumped into the snow. So let's stay with Katheria now in this moment. Uh, the camera is on you. I I'm trying to find her. I like I'm just trying to find Navia. I didn't right, like perception. that she was alone. That was cool, but then she disappeared. Fifteen. Fifteen's enough. You 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 um you start trudging through the snow. It's very difficult terrain. Do you call out or anything? Are you feeling your way? Uh, you you are giving off light. Your your starry form is activated, yeah. so you're glowing a little bit, and that's reflecting off of the snow, uh, and it's letting you see a little bit further, and it's helping some of the cold a little, and the adrenaline and stuff. Although the shock was uh, when you first dove in was was something, uh, and you trudge your way through the snow, and first you find the beetle, and it's uh, cloven in half, similar to the way that yours was. Um, but there's, uh, yeah. Um, but there is, uh, some blood, uh, on one of the, uh, one of the mandibles, uh, and it's kind of leaves a little, uh, there's like a trail, um, in the snow, uh, and you follow it. Yeah. You kind of get to where you can climb on top of the snow drift or more on top of it. And you get to where there's, uh, some of the the plants, some of the the the, the corrupted vines, uh, tangled around what looks to have been maybe a well or something similar, um, where there's a stone bench 
uh, and a, uh, a kind of pot, maybe something that was like a potter or a planter, uh, both of which are encased in this pink ice. Um, and you see uh, Navia there. And uh, she is, you catch her right as she is uh, finishing casting. She has just cast Cure Wounds on herself. You see the faint hints of some healing magic as she closes up a wound uh, on her arm. Navia, and I I just go and I hug her. I go and I hug her. I know what you're going to say, but it's it's okay. Right right after, I, I can... You know, there's no pressure right now. I can do a little spell to cure wounds. It's not, it's not gonna, it's not gonna hurt any more than that. That slash would have hurt. It wasn't that bad. It's a little. It's just a little mending. That's okay. No, it's okay. I. Is that what you go through every time you surge? That pressure, that pounding. It's not always like that, but here it's. It's worse. It's it's every time. It's just it, and I don't know why. It's I I thought that maybe here I'd find a way to to maybe get rid of it or or or, or, or make it less. I never expected that it, it'd be so much more intense here. It's 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 horrible. I I, I never wanted you to know. <sighs> well, I think that your short sword suits you very well. Are you okay? <laughs> uh, let's let's get back up to the boys. We handled the other bugs. Don't tell Nils, but I I, I learned that he, he taught me that one. <laughs> <laughs> Nils, you see from uh from where you were on top of the the wall, you see Navia kind of pop out first from the snow, uh, and she wanders. She she uh, walks over to that little um that little well. Uh, and starts to stitch up her wound, and then you see Cat uh, come out, and they have this little moment. You can't hear what they say to each other, um, and they kind of look back in your direction. Um, so, Cat, uh, you see Nils and Majumbo and Cassian up on the wall. Um, do you? Ha- what do you guys do? <laughs> how do you reconcile where you guys are? Oh, I, uh, how, how you got? Uh, do you get down there by just jumping in the snow? What happened? How do we get down? Or we come back up. No, we we do need to go down, and unfortunately, it's it's that way. Oh, you know, Cassian. Well, just show us how to get down. And then he just jumps into the snow. <sighs> I just asked, <laughs> and I hop into. Yeah, we all we all could have just jumped in the snow. Yeah, we all could. We could have saved some time, but you know. And then Majumbo jumps into the snow. I I'm just gonna be bright. I'm just going to be bright and tell everyone, follow the light. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When Vajumbo jumps into the snow, he like yelps. Uh, um, Because it's cold. uh, And yeah. And um, there's a, uh, another sound um, from further into the, uh, in the, uh, in the castle halls, uh, not far from you, uh, cat, but nothing happens. Nothing approaches you. There's just a kind of rumble. um, And now you're kind of all on your guard. And when the three boys come out of the snow and meet you by this well, uh, Castian whirls on Majumbo and he says, you need to be quiet here. We're at the headquarters now. There are cult members all over this place. Are they tiny imps on bugs? If those are the most formidable foes that we face, we'll count ourselves lucky. And then he just starts walking. Okay, that felt a little personal. I'm just gonna say. Yeah, well, I mean, like my magic is music. I meant to. I can't be that quiet. I meant to speak up, but I also yelled to the ladies. So he should have been yelling at me. But it is true that both times that you've done something, a reaction has happened. <laughs> Majumbo, your voice does carry. It's just my personality. No, it's your voice. <laughs> <laughs> She's she's right, but don't change. <laughs> Just quiet. Just yeah. I will play pianissimo. Yes, play that. It Is it a song? Quiet. Oh, okay. Yes. Let's go. Let's. We're, I'm gonna follow. I'm just gonna follow. Okay, you follow. Same. The from the way that he's moving, 
hiding kind of in the shadows and hugging against walls, you get the sense that it might be a good idea for all of us to roll stealth rolls. Oh, yeah, I'm loud. <laughs> oh, yeah. With your, Are you heavy with your armor? armor? Yeah, I have yeah. disadvantage. Ooh. That means I roll twice and take the worst one, right? Take the worst one, yes. 11. I rolled a 12, so 11 hopefully this is an up or down. 12. I think I purposefully didn't take Pass Without Trace with any of these characters because we cast it so much in the main. Oh, no. Navia has it, but Navia can't use magic. Oh. Ah. Shit. Ah. Shit. But she is going to roll stealth. Uh, and she rolled good. She rolled a 21. She's on fire wow. today. Yeah, yeah, right? She's all jazz now after. Uh, but Jumbo rolled a 14. Um, so uh, I think that they kind of go uh, ahead a little bit following Castian. And Na- er, and Katheria and Nils, you kind of instinctively hang back a little bit more. Your, your rolls weren't so bad as for you not to know that you're not as sneaky right now. Um, maybe... Uh, Maybe Katheria, the 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 starry form, is taking a little bit longer to wear uh, off than normal. Yeah. Like 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 the the residual magical energies are still a little bit too high in you. I think um, also this whole time she's had her eyes on Nils. Um, she hasn't said anything, but me Beth playing Katheria this whole time, I've been like, when when is she gonna apologize? So this is she, she wants she she kind of wants to be near him right now. You leave the courtyard along the opposite wall on the first floor, on the ground floor, ground level, uh, and you um, turn into a uh, a castle building, um, hugging a wall uh, and sneaking along a corridor, trying to stay uh, hidden. Um, At one point, uh, Castian holds you up and he says to wait uh, as a patrol of um, orcish-looking folk that remind you of the um, bug guy, the bug guy pass by. They have pike-like uh, uh, weapons. Uh, they're a group of uh, four of them uh, that walk past before um, Castian then motions to uh, rush behind them um, and continue along this hallway. The three uh, Castian and Navia. And Majumbo get a little bit distance on you after that that stopping point and separation, um, and now you guys are hanging back a little bit, trying to uh, stay as uh, hidden as best you can. So you now have a moment where you're uh, if you're you're out of whisper shot. I'll I'll say from the others if that matters to Katheria. She, she's like wiping her arms, trying to get this. To, like trying to get herself to calm down so that the light will calm down. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is it flickery at all, or is there a visual kind of manist- manifestation of nerves, or is it, or is it just still on? No, it's flickery. I think okay. it's definitely flickery. Yeah, yeah. Because it always turns on when she like is most sort of agitated in a battle situation. Mm-hmm. And so she's just trying to calm herself down, and really hasn't been able to calm herself down. Nils, I. <sighs> I need to apologize. Whatever came out of me after I took Navia's wild magic surge, that was so powerful and it knocked you down and I'm so sorry. Oh, you don't have to apologize. I would do that ten times over. You would take a hit ten times? You're an oaf. Yeah. Thank you? No, I. (laughs) sorry. I'm just... uh... I'm embarrassed because you saw me as an otter. I was drunk. It was th- like cute both times. Uh, what? You're cute drunk and you were cute as an otter. You kind of stop in the hallway for a second. I put my arm on her shoulder and I say, uh-huh. you don't have to apologize. We're team. You mean a lot to me. And... We need to get home. Right. And I think with his arm on my shoulder, the light goes out. If we get, how do I say this? If we get captured, I will say that I want to join the cult. And then they'll take me away. And then you guys will be safe. I'll say it too. Then I don't want you to be taken away by yourself. Oh, okay. 
Okay. That sounds great. Then we we could we can team up, and you can use your super bright powers to blind everybody and melt everybody, and then I'll just kill everybody, and then we'll win. Um, I'm still I'm still a little bit dazed. I think. I can tell. <laughs> Am I working? What my- you said, though, we, it's about getting home. We need to get home. Mm-hmm. So before we throw ourselves to the wolves, we're going to figure out where these guests are and get out of here and everything will be okay. Get some food. Yeah, everything will be okay. I thought you were going to say get some food and then go home because I, f- I feel like once we return the dinner guests, then we'll have dinner. If you need to think about what's for dinner in order to keep moving forward and keep focused, that's that's that works. I got to eat, but also I don't want this sounds kind of cheesy, but thinking of you makes me want to move forward and get home cuz I want to show you I want to show you my my kingdom, my family's kingdom, and I want to show you I want to go on more adventures and I don't know. I oh. might be saying too much. When you kind of turn, he he kind of turns, and uh, you can tell that maybe, yeah, like you might have, he might have. There's a there's a Kithiri. You see a, a a shyness that he hasn't really had before w- with the last bit, and then you, and he kind of turns away, and when he starts to walk away, he kind of staggers, like oh, like he's not okay yet. No, y- you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and like you know, it's. It's a half-processed, like you're trying to pick out the truths, you know, like mm-hmm. oh, it was it was too much. Uh, he said too much, but he said what he meant. But but what's the injury? But what's real? <laughs> you, you know, all the flutteriness that that you get when 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 that conversation happens, when when you know this is happening between two people, and that that per- the mm-hmm. first one says too much. <laughs> Um, I think I I follow after him, and I put my hand on his shoulder, and I, out of care, cast Guidance. So now you're going to have a D4 to add to one ability check of your choice. To buffs compensate. for romance? Buffs for romance. Buffs to, for romance? To compensate for your addled mind. It's a D4 to, I'm sorry, say that again, D4. A D4 to... One ability check of your choice. You catch up with the group. Uh, they have stopped at a uh, like a, a entryway that leads out um, to another opening, uh, and you see that you're looking towards what uh, appears to be a, a cemetery outside of another uh, kind of chapel. Um, the storm is much thicker here than it was in the courtyard that you just left so thick that you can just barely make out the shape of the chapel from where you are, the distance that you are. It's probably uh, 25, 30 yards away. You can see that there's a building there, and it's vaguely reminiscent of what, uh, you know, of a church-like shape, uh, and it fits in the space because you can definitely see gravestones of various uh, sizes and shapes between where you are now and that building. The snow is thick. Some of these graves are covered in that pink ice, um, still others are snaked with uh, the corrupted vines and roots. Uh, where the roots are, um, there is no snow or ice. There's the heat coming off of the roots. They expose the the age of the place that you are. And you can see just how faded and uh, and worn the stones are of these grave markers. None of the ones that are close enough to you to see clearly, um, you, you can't make out, out any names or dates. They're so old that the surface has been um, almost completely worn away um, by this supernatural weather or time or something. Castian says, we have to make our way to that church. Uh, it's the only way to to get to to get to Lord Olathos. Are you sure we have to go to a church so soon? That's, um... The last church was not uh, a fun place, I will say. But Jubbo, do we still have some bug juice? Because we might encounter another big ol' uh, vine thing 
in there. Oh, right. Yes. We, we, we'd we want to stay away from the vines, and the vines did not like the bug juice. Yes, there is a little bit left. Maybe... What? What, what do you think is the best some... way to, to deploy it? Well, yeah, I just I just want to make sure we have some. I don't know if we, we're we going to use it, because we haven't even been in the church. So let's uh, let's go to church. And here I don't have my best, but you know we, this outfit will have to do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, and you step out into the uh, the cemetery, uh, and as you do, there's just a a shudder of uh, there, there's a a, a a clackling of bones and things that start to gather similar to before, um, and some of these vines start to move uh, and whip around, um, and you hear um movement all around you as you walk forward and the and the group of you kind of cluster up um you know ready for a fight um and you see these shapes of these ghouls like similar to before except more withdrawn more skeletal there's less uh there's less meat on these bones they're not as corpse like they're much more skeletal um but they're being animated by these vines nonetheless uh, one is just straight up pulled out of the ground by a vine, a full-on skeleton. They they start to kind of surround you as you walk towards the the church. Uh, and Castian uh, is saying, "Just be ready, but they won't attack. We just have to keep moving forward. If we get there, we'll it'll be okay." They won't attack. What? Just we're we're so close now. Just stay ready, but don't provoke them. He keeps walking towards the church, and there's there's probably now seven or eight different skeletons that are crawling over different graves or circling around you, and they they're not uh, there. There's a there's a healthy distance between uh, the group of you and them uh, as they kind of encircle around you, um, and they are not at, at, as of yet um, attacking you, but they kind of, they chatter and and their their jaws clack and. Um, they 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 smack some of them smack their weapons together the ones that have weapons um others just have uh you know broken bones that that are jagged at the end or claw like uh uh you know finger bones um that they kind of wield and brandish threateningly but they don't come towards you um and casting just says forward forward to the church we're so close it's so close I've got a weird feeling about this. If they were like that in in life, I don't know if I like this church. <laughs> what? Because if they were all alive and they were circling us, go to church, go to church, that's what I imagine them saying, you know? And you get closer and closer, and as you get closer to the church, you see that growing from within the church uh, and erupting through the roof, there is a massive root you know, now that you're getting closer through the storm, you can see uh, more as as uh, as you get closer to it. And this huge root sprouts from the roof of this church, and and breaking apart the shingles, uh, and it stretches out towards the 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 larger castle, um, and it connects to what appears to be the trunk of a massive, massive tree. This. This this root, unlike so many of the other vines that you have seen, has like pale gray bark, like almost a dirty white color, and it it, it stands in contrast with a lot of the other uh, colors of the building. The stone of this castle is rather dark. Uh, the shingles are are. Uh, you know, black or or otherwise a dark color that's been rendered black by time. Uh, the the some of the other roots are, are nasty, gross browns and things. But this is this is something that stands more. Uh, it's hard to almost see in the snow. It's this kind of lighter color. Um, but now that you're before this church, you can see that this thing is growing out of almost as if it's growing out of the church itself and connects to this huge tree that's in this in in the middle of this storm system. And then another clash of thunder erupts, and there's this flash of purple lightning, and you see that shape again. Roll perception. I was about to ask. Damn it! Seven plus six, thirteen. Nat twenty. Nils 
when the lightning flashes, as you follow the, the path of this route up to this tree and you look towards the center of the castle, in the reflection uh, of the light in the storm, there's a shadow of four huge clawed legs, a long reptilian tail, and two massive bat-like wings, and you recognize the shape of a dragon. D&D&D is a Moorpark Media podcast and a Spotify preferred partner. Written and edited by me, James Gressel. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Bradloff, and Mike Sagan.